It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Our topic today is talking about how to connect with kids and, and what to do if you feel like your kids aren't getting enough attention. Now, I have two kids under the age of five. I have a 17-month-old and a five-year-old. And a lot of the times, my five-year-old doesn't get a lot of attention because her brother requires a lot of attention. Her brother is still little. He's also a late walker and a late talker. So he doesn't um, do a lot on his own. He can't really communicate. So he just grunts and yells at me all the time. And um, it, it leaves her to kind of fend for herself, it feels like, a lot of the time. And you add on top of that quarantine where we're not really getting a lot of social interaction and there's no respite. You add on top of that that I'm not really the playing mom. I don't enjoy playing and I've, I've worked through a lot of guilt on that, but I'm feeling like that's all my older child wants from me is just well wants in general is just someone to play with and I can't even give her that and so I have been feeling lately like I've been living in a lot of guilt like I'm failing my child right now right because I I can't give her what she needs so let me introduce you to my guest Lisa Anderson as a parent educator she runs the site thriving motherhood on Instagram so I brought you on Lisa to therapize me and tell me if I'm going crazy or or uh you know is it okay to feel this way and and how do I make sure my daughter's feeling like you know her needs are fulfilled and seen and and she's heard yeah I think this is such a common struggle we all go through this for sure um, so listening to you, I feel like there's three parts that we can talk about. Okay. There's like three layers to this. So the first one is always the most important in my mind, the most foundational is what's happening in your brain. Mm. I feel like we have to talk about that and kind of sort through that before we can even start thinking about how we're going to help your daughter. So when I hear you talking, I hear you say that you feel a lot of guilt and you feel like a failure. So um, one thing that I like to teach is that our feelings are created by our thoughts. So some you're thinking and believing something that's causing you to feel all of these things. So we need to like dig deep and I want you to try to figure out like, what is it that you're believing about yourself that's making you feel that way? Mm. Um, well, it's, it's probably a, a combination of thoughts um, that may or may not even be true. It's thoughts that are coming from her head that she may not be thinking, right? So it's like, my mom won't even play with me or my mom my mom must not love me because she doesn't want to play with me. Okay, so you're assuming you're like making things up that your daughter's thinking. Yeah, but in my mind, they feel true. <laughs> yeah, so let's stop there for just a second because you're saying in your mind, they feel true. So one thing that I think is such an awesome exercise is there's these questions that are kind of put together by her name's Byron Katie and she it's called the work. So I'm going to give you these series of questions that she kind of guides her practice by. And we're going to, we're going to dig deep into what you were just saying. So you think that your daughter 
thinks that you don't want to play with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first question that Byron Katie asks is, is that true? Not necessarily. Okay. Can you absolutely be sure that it's true? No, not unless she says that to me. Okay. So yeah, exactly. Um, third question is how do you act? How do you behave or you know, yeah. How do you react when you believe that thought, when you believe that your daughter thinks that you don't want to play with her? Um, I kind of, um, try to cater to her every other whim, like anything she needs or wants, I give it to her because okay, I feel so you're like overcompensating. Yeah. Overcompensating. Yep. And I can see how that could create a whole bunch of other things going on in your brain. Like mm -hmm. pulling the resentment, pulling the exhaustion. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So last question, which I think is such an interesting question is who would you be without that thought? What if you, what if you like let go? What if you let that go and didn't think that your daughter thought that? Yeah. How would you act? Um, yeah, I would, I would probably just be a lot more less, on, less on guard, right? Less always trying to, to fix it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd feel some relief probably. Yeah. And that actually kind of leads me into one of the other aspects that I wanted to talk about. So you're saying you'd feel relieved. You would feel less on guard, less trying to fix it. Yeah. So I think one of the truths about having more than one child is your kids have to share you. Right. They do. And I think that sometimes, especially like when, when you're just transitioning to it, you know, you've got a 17 month old, that's still relatively new. It is hard because you feel bad for that child, but I think it's really helpful to believe that they're going to be okay. Like she's going to be okay. Yeah. That's a really great thought. I want to pause there. Talking with Lisa Anderson, she's a parent educator who runs the account Thriving Motherhood on Instagram. We're going to pause. I'm going to continue to get therapized when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let me bring in my guest, Lisa Anderson. She is a parent educator with the account Thriving Motherhood. We are talking about what to do when you feel like your kids or your or any one of your kids, if you have multiple, aren't getting enough attention. I feel like in this quarantine life right now, while we are spending so much physical time with our children, they may not be getting the actual attention <laughs> that they're seeking. And this is one of the struggles that I feel like I've been going through lately is especially with my older one who's five. I just see her feeling, I see her being desperate, you know, for um, someone to play with. In fact, I set up a uh, Zoom date with her nanny that would normally be coming because her nanny is a fantastic player and she will just play for hours on end. And, you know, before quarantine, I had that for my daughter before we had to, you know, isolate. And I, I, you know, we chose as a family not to bring our childcare back. And so, you know, I feel like my daughter's need was being met in that way when before I, you know, before we all started working from home. So you couple that with just the fact that she's the older child. She's quote unquote, my easier child. And I stress quote unquote, because I know that's kind of a thought that one child is easier than the other, but she feels like less work because she's more self-sufficient. Her baby brother is a lot more work. So all of that just to say, 
I just want my daughter to feel like to know that she's loved. Um, and I've, I've kind of been struggling with that lately in motherhood. Okay. So I, as you were talking, I noticed that you said something interesting. You said, I just want my daughter to feel, but then you switched it to know that she's loved. So I think that's a really interesting way to put that because I, we can't really control how our kids feel. I know Lisa, but come on. I want her to be loved. <laughs> she can be loved, but I think you need, you don't need to worry so much. Like, is she feeling it? Is she feeling it? Yeah. You know, because what does that do to you when you're like so caught on, she needs to feel this. Yeah. How does that yeah. do to you? It leaves you trying to control her, your, your actions and her actions. So you're just kind of trying to control everything and it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. That is definitely a recipe for ex exhaustion and resentment. And just like, you just want to be, you're over it because yeah. you just can't, you can't, you can't yeah. do that for her. And I do find myself too, even in the, my responses to her, I think have to be a certain way, right? I'm big on like, I don't ever want to shame my child. And so the way I talk to her as well, like I've gotten, it's gotten pretty habitual now where the way I talk to her is, it's just kind of second nature, right? But when I'm tired and burnt out, I'm just, I just want to be like, stop, just why are you doing that? You know, like I just get frustrated and show up in a different way than I want to. Um, but I do feel exhausted from trying to control even the way I talk to her as well, you know? So I feel like I've got a lot going on here. <laughs> For sure. So what do you feel like is the number one thing you'd like to change? So if you like, what is the number one thing that you feel like if you could resolve this, you would feel a lot better? Well, again, I know I probably need to control what I can control, which is me and my behavior. But I want, if I, you know, I just want to feel like she is not showing those behavioral things anymore. Like she will say things like, I want my other parents back. Her other parents are her parents before her brother who weren't tired all the time and who played and didn't just lay around. So she says things like that. And it just makes me think that, you know, she's, she's craving our attention. And then I feel like I'm not giving it to her. Yeah. So the, so when you feel like you're not giving it to her, um, so what does that make you do? Like if you're feeling down and discouraged about yourself, then, then what do you do? How do you act? It, it just leaves me short tempered kind of, I feel shame. I feel shamed. Right. Okay. Um, so it kind of reduces your patience when you're thinking that about yourself that mm -hmm. you can't give her what she needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I said before, I think these thoughts that you're having about, um, just what you're incapable of, I think that is like the biggest roadblock. Mm -hmm. I think in any situation in parenting, when we're really struggling, I think we can boil it down to things that we're believing about ourselves as parents. Mm. Right now, it seems like you're believing that you're not able to give her what she needs. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, or all the way. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And I kind of noticed that when you said, you know, she had this nanny that was giving that to her. Yeah. And now the nanny's gone. So she's not getting what she needs. Right. You aren't able to. Right. Okay. Right. So, so we need to change that in your own brain. We need to change that in your mind. You need to change that belief about yourself. Right. So what do you think would help you? Like, what could you believe about yourself as a mother that will help you release all of the shame and guilt that causes all this exhaustion for you? 
Yeah, I think, you know, I need to focus on, and and I don't tell myself I'm a bad mom a lot. I've really gotten good at, at narrowing down my definition of a quote unquote good mother. And it's very basic. And sometimes I steer away from that and I, um, I need to kind of refocus on that. And it's very simple things like she's fed, she's got a roof over her head, you know, she's, she's got all the toys she could ever want, right. On, on a really basic fundamental level, she's loved, you know, I've, I've, offered her things and like I I know all this but sometimes those you know bigger emotions start to creep in when I see her feeling a certain way then I start to get that control piece yeah so you got to remember you can't control how she feels right right Right. you can't control how she feels and so I think when parents learn how to let that go and you know be okay when their kids are struggling it helps so much yeah like what if it's just okay she felt unloved sometimes yeah. We're going to be disappointed in life. We're yeah. going to not get all of our needs met every second of the day. Yeah. But, you know, as parents, obviously we want to do the best we can to fulfill those needs, but we can't believe that we can keep our kids happy 100% of the time. In fact, oh. that's not even healthy, you know, for a person, a human being, like we have to be disappointed sometimes. Yeah. You know, we can't always have everything exactly how we want it. So like, what good... kind of adult would that create? Right. I know. Such a good chef. Lisa Anderson, she's a parent educator, the account Thriving Motherhood on Instagram. You can get all of her tips and more uh, what she shares on Instagram. We'll take a break more with Lisa when we come back. Happy Mother's Day on The Mom Show. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. (laughs) And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking today with Lisa Anderson. She's a parent educator, she runs the account Thriving Motherhood on Instagram. We're talking about, you know, how to build connection with your kids, what to do when you feel like you're kids aren't getting enough attention. You know, I feel like that's one thing I'm dealing with in this quarantine life right now is while I'm physically with my children 24 seven, I haven't been feeling like they've been getting the best of me lately. Part of that is just kind of the burnout. Part of it is, you know, the dynamics in my family with an older five-year-old and a younger uh, 17 month old. And so the older one seems to kind of um, get less attention because frankly, she's less work. And that's, that's, that's hard as a mom, I'm I'm kind of self-evaluating and being like, no, I want to do better. I want to be better. So we've talked in the previous segments and you tell me I need to shift my mindset a little bit. Yes. Um, when we feel so much guilt and shame because we feel like we're not meeting our kids needs, that definitely is a signal for a mindset shift. There's definitely a signal that you're believing something about yourself. That's keeping you from really being able to be there for your kids. Yeah, and ultimately you've deduced from our little therapy session that I'm believing that I'm not enough for my kids. Like I'm not giving them the attention, which may or may not be even true. Yeah. So I have two thoughts that I'm going to float by you. And I think because everybody is in charge of picking their own thoughts, like something that works for me might not work for you. So I'm going to give you two options and you can tell me what's going to help you feel relief. Number one, um, you can just believe that you can. You you can give your daughter everything that, you know, you can be enough for her 
Or number two, you can just think, okay, I can't and I don't, and I shouldn't have to. I'm sorry, scratch that. I don't like shoulds and shouldn'ts. Right, right. I can't and I don't have to. Like that's not your job to, I mean, you need to meet her basic needs, but it's not your job to make sure she is always 100% happy. Yeah. So which one of those feels better to you? Um, I think the second one, it's not my job. It's, it's not my job. And, and I really, I, I subscribe to some of the same thought work that you do. So I, I know that I'm not in control of how she feels. But when I forget that, I go back to trying to control how she feels. So I think I need to get back there. Yeah. So it's not your job. So then you focus on what your job is and you focus on what you can do and not fixing everything. So let's talk about then things that you can do. So you've already said you don't like to get down on the ground and play with her. No, I'm not. I'm not really a playing mom. And in fact, a game changer for me was when I had a guest on this show talking about 10 minutes together. And she talked about literally that connection happens 10 minutes once a day uninterrupted. And I was like, I can do 10 minutes. I can do 10 minutes. Yep. And so I started doing that for a little while and it was fine, you know, and then we kind of got out of the habit, but every once in a while, my daughter will come to me and say, mom, can we do our 10 minutes? So that works. Yeah. And I think that's a great start. I think that is a basic, like a fundamental, um, tool and connection is it doesn't have to be long. You don't have to get down and play like imagination games. I don't love imagination games. Yeah. Not my thing either. Um, but yeah, five, even five minutes of just sitting down, just say, Hey, what do you want to do? Yeah. Tell me a story. I even set a timer sometimes because then I can kind of slow roll out of it instead of being like, Oh, your 10 minutes is up. Goodbye. (laughs) Right. Timers are awesome. So I think just (laughs) real, I was going to combine two words, realizing that it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time for, from you to create that connection is really helpful, but there's also ways you can create connection that don't even involve time. Um, I shared this story on my Instagram page about a, a little connector that my dad and I have that is literally just a symbol. Like he points to his eye, he points to his heart, he points to me to, to, to mean, I love you. And so he's done that since I was a little girl, every time he'd walk out of my room at night, he'd do that. Um, he, he, as a leader in our church, he would stand up, you know, be on the stand and I would walk into church and he would do that little s- signal to me. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. No, he still does it to me as an adult. You know, when I'm driving, he, he lives in California, we're driving away and he does a symbol and I'm like, oh, oh, that is so cute. And so that's just something simple. It doesn't have to be that exact thing, but you can create those little special like words or, um, you know, winks or whatever. That is a huge connector. And that lets your daughter know, like we were together. Like, yeah, I see you. I see you. Yeah. Yep. I like that a lot. Another thing, you know, a lot of our connection time happens at bedtime because that's like the one time of the day where I can put the phone down and, um, you know, read her a story and I always ask her about her day. So I, I feel like what you're telling me, Lisa, is I'm doing better than I think I am. And there's a lot of little moments throughout the day that happen naturally where I'm connecting with her that I don't even realize And I'm thinking that it has to be this grand overarching, like, let's sit down and play all day, every day, instead of just like, here are the moments of connection. Yeah. It's the little moments. Like, I see you. I know you're there. Yeah. You know, I even like, let's put on full house and watch it together. Yes. That's connection. Like you have something in common, something you both like, that's connection. Yes. Listening to a favorite song together. That's connection. Yes. And that doesn't take a lot of energy. 
I love that even when she's watching TV, you know, I'm not supposed to give her screen time, but she's watching a lot of TV lately. And, you know, I can, I know I can sit down with her and have her tell me about the show she's watching, which I could care less about PJ Masks, but it's interesting to hear from her perspective what PJ Masks is about. Yeah. Or even sing the theme song when it's on, sing it together. Like that's connection. Yeah. You're enjoying something she likes. I love that. Lisa Anderson, she's a parent educator. Thriving Motherhood is her Instagram account. Lisa, how how do parents connect with you and get help from you? I share a lot on my Instagram page. Um, and that's where you can get a lot from me. I give lots of advice and share lots of experiences like this. Um, I also have a course on Marco Polo. There's a new app called, I'm blanking on it right now. It's a new app. <laughs> It's called channels. And so once all of this quarantine stuff is over, we're going to launch that. And it's going to be an awesome experience because you can, you know, I share um, information, but we also can connect back and forth just like this, just like we did. So cool. Okay. I love it. Thriving motherhood is the Instagram account where you can find Lisa Anderson. We'll take a break a little bit more on connecting with your kids when we come back on the mom show. Back inside the mom show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, joined today by Lisa Anderson. She's a parent educator with the account Thriving Motherhood on Instagram. Lisa, we're talking about building connection with our kids and a little bit about what to do when you feel like your kids aren't getting enough attention. You know, I've been feeling this way lately, which is why I wanted to talk about it, where um you know, I'm with my kids 24 seven, but I'm not always with them. If that makes sense. I'm not always checked in with them. I can keep them alive and I can take care of them. Um, but sometimes I'm feeling like I'm lagging in the connecting department, but you have helped me tremendously today. Know that I, I'm doing better than I think I am. And we've talked about how connection with your kids comes in really small moments. Yeah. And you know, as you were saying that, I I thought about a moment that I had as this all started where I felt the same as you, like my kids are home all day. How am I even supposed to manage this and connect with them? And I, it made me think about like the olden days, you know, like pioneer people out on the plains, like the kids just went out and did their thing. And the moms were inside, like turning the butter and doing all that stuff. I feel like that's how parenting has been for generations. And I thought all those people turned out okay. You know, yes, my kids are going to be okay. Like, this is just a new thing. I think that we feel like we have to be entertaining and like interacting with our kids all the time. And yes, really true. Yes. I love that. Part of that is our, our culture right now with even before this pandemic, it, we like parenting, mothering, especially in 2019, you felt like you had to be everything to everyone. Right. And then you add on quarantine on top of that, where you are literally the only one with them all day, every day. And so you're feeling like you have to give them those things that they need, the social, you have to be the social interaction at the same time. And yeah, I love that perspective that, you know, kids just went out and played for a long time before this. We rang Um, the bell for dinner. Yeah. Like we've kind of gotten sucked into this vortex for lack of a better term of, yeah, having to be everything to everyone. So I love that perspective. Okay. So you say that there are different ways to connect per age of your child, which makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think knowing, realizing again, this is kind of related that 
you don't have to connect with your child every single minute of the day. And especially as your kids grow, um, it becomes, it looks different. So I just wanted to go through some of the ages and stages of connection and how much they need, how much research has shown that they really need um, just to maybe help ease your mind. Um, so when, before they're about two years old, like you're with them all the time. So yeah. you know, it's, they don't really like need anything extra. The time when it is most important is right about the stage where your daughter is. Mm-hmm. Okay? But again, the guidelines really only say about five to 10 minutes daily. Which is fantastic. I can do five to 10 minutes daily. Five to 10 minutes. And I feel like that is so relieving to so many parents because they're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Um, and then as they get into school age, they need a little bit less than that. You know, like if they're like in elementary school, it might be every, you know, every other day, a couple of minutes, like a tuck in, you, you lay by them and you talk to them about their day or you just go throw a ball with them. I have boys, obviously, that's what I thought of. Right, right. You know, just a couple minutes every day, every other day or so. Um, and then when they get like in high school, then it's like once a week, you know, then I remember reading one book and it said, you do it like once, once every couple weeks and make it something that they can't say no to, you know, so you oh, still make that. the effort in connecting with that child, but it's, you don't have to get all hung up. on like, Oh my gosh, I didn't talk. You know, I didn't like have connection one-on-one with them. Like tell them you love them, you know, kiss them. Good night. Yeah. Then, you know, like that's sufficient. I love that. I'm already feeling like less of a failure as a parent. Lisa, because <laughs> that that is really a lot less than my mind was believing it was, you know, here I was believing that, you know, it had to be certainly more than I was giving my daughter. But yeah, I mean, five to 10 minutes a day for a five year old seems very doable. Totally doable. So yeah, and so those are the the requirements for like, that's, that's enough. That's enough to be connected. If you want to do more, if you feel capable, awesome, do more. But you know, you're not going to ruin your child if you only connect with them for five or, If that's all you feel able to do right now and give, which probably all of us feel that way, you are doing a good job. That is enough. Yes, I love that. Okay, so what else do we need to know about connecting with our kids, uh, especially as we're all, you know, with them a lot more hours? You know, I was talking with um, a, a PR person. I was booking some more guests for this show, and uh, she was telling me about some pediatricians concerned with all the social isolation that or not isolation but social distancing we're doing right and a lot of parents are being rightly so protective of their kids right now and play dates are canceled and little gyms are canceled and she was saying pediatricians are concerned about how psychologically the development for children includes you know social interaction And so that scared me a little bit that pediatricians are concerned about that. And again, this is all adding on to this fear that I'm already not giving my child what she needs, right? Yeah. Yeah, So you're feeling concerned about, again, this is just more evidence to confirm your belief that we're trying to change, right? Right. Yes. You just have to let it go. Right. Your daughter's going to be okay. Um, I think, you know, again, just try to set that goal, write it down in your planner as something that is important for you to do. It's a priority for you to spend 10 minutes with your daughter, even in two, five minute chunks. And I think something else to recognize about this connection, even though it does require a little bit of effort and time, it will show, it will pay you dividends in their behavior. Yes. I think sometimes parents are like, I have no time for that at all. I can't even do the 10 minutes. But then you're dealing with other behavior things because kids will act out to get attention. Yes. So just put it like, think of it as an investment. Like I am investing in my child and it will then help me because their behavior is going to be a little better. They're going to be a little happier. 
And that's what I started noticing. You know, my five-year-old, I put this all on social media too. My five-year-old has literally the last three weekends planned a wedding, a pool party, and a date night for me and her dad. And we go full out. I'm talking like she picks our outfits and there's music and there's a proposal and we've had to full, like fully invest. But that was one thing that, you know, because I've been feeling sort of this guilt, I was like, all right, listen, I'm going to go all in for this. I'm going to be all here for this little activity that she's planned, but she'll talk about it for days before we do the wedding. So now we've done a wedding, a date and a pool party. I did sort of see all of those as, you know, her kind of needing this attention from us. And I think it's so good that you recognize that because, and this is getting into a whole nother topic. This might be a whole nother interview, but I think we all, everybody has different love languages, right? We've heard of those. So it sounds like hers obviously is time. That's mine. Yeah. I feel the most loved when people spend time with me. Mm. So I think that, I think you guys were spot on and like, okay, let's do this for her. Let's make this a priority and that will help her feel loved and valued and seen. Yeah. Um, But you don't have to do that every day. I know, but it's become an every weekend thing. I was joking. I'd really like my Saturdays back. (laughs) And and that can be a discussion that you're having with her. You can just say, hey, we love these parties that you're doing. Um, So let's work together to pick a time that works for you mom and dad and you. <laughs> right, right. Just like, take a time if it's like not working for you. Yeah. And we have to do them when brother goes down for a nap or bed because he can't be there to disrupt it. It's her special time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's great. I mean, do that when you feel like you can, um, because that will help her feel extra love. But again, like let go. If you can't do that every day, she'll be fine. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Lisa Anderson, parent educator. You can find her on thriving motherhood on Instagram. Lisa, anything people should know if they want to reach out to you and get some more help. Yeah, I am on Instagram. And so I um, share almost daily there. I take the weekends off, but I share there every weekday and I am happy to answer questions. If people have questions, you can message me. Um, I have coaching programs that I'll start back up after quarantine that are through the Marco Polo channels app that you can join. So yeah, lots of options. I love it. Thriving motherhood on Instagram. Lisa, happy mother's day. Thank you for joining me today Thank you for having me, Lindsay. We'll be back next week on the mom show.